Consulting is running a series of podcasts during which we hear about the careers and backgrounds of some of the most successful technology leaders. Today, we are talking with Ken Bauman, Senior Vice President based in Cape Town. Welcome, Ken. Thank you for taking the time to join me today. No, thank you very much, Sam. And I look forward to it and thank you very much for the opportunity. We'll kick things off with your career highlight. Uh, you've enjoyed a successful career within the technology industry for some leading organisations. Can you describe the highlight of your career? Certainly, Sam. It, uh, it's, it's been a bit of an evolutionary journey, to be honest, um, and uh, a fantastic journey as such, uh, in that every moment of, of since the career started um, way back, uh, the, the opportunities that I've had in, in, in various industry sectors in, um, around the world, you know, so I didn't just start off locally, that there was um, uh, first opportunities were actually in the UK, and then it just blossomed from there. And learning, you know, the learning journey as I went through the technology developments, the uh, the process, business process based developments, the the uh, the whole method, all the methodologies uh, surrounding how these uh, technologies were going to fit into a business space and make that business either more successful or more efficient um, was very much the start of of, of this evolutionary journey. Um, and, but more importantly, what I've, uh, the, the highlight, some of the highlights for me were how, in the past, in the old classical approach, that uh, people were not regarded as the principal owners of the technology. The technologists were always perceived as being, the, the, you know, the owners of the technology, and forcing the businesses to actually take on these technologies, um, you know, uh, in, in any shape or form, and not having uh, an overall sort of vision for what these things were meant to be for in these technologies, whether it be at the infrastructure layer or whether it be at the systems layer and um, that little sort of systems process intervention layer was never really recognized. And one that, that's one thing, you know, that I, I took cognizance of and found that it wasn't actually going to work. So if you're going to just throw technology at me as a business, I'm going to say to you, you know, well, there's the door. So, um, and, and this is how it's evolved to where it is today and where I am today, um, having taken all these lessons learned in this journey um, that I've been on um, and applied those lessons and uh, found it to be actually worth my while and, and, and successful. Great answer. Thank you. Um, next, we're going to look at challenges. What are the main challenges you faced in your career? I think the main challenges for me have been really uh, the the time taken to the evolution, right? So, I I never wanted to be a technologist, but you know, having been uh, and and somebody who's sitting there as a coder or a or a, somebody who understands IT networks or and and all the infrastructure surrounding how all this fits together, so that basically at the end of the day, an end user can log onto a machine, uh, whether it be that old green screen sort of uh, era or whether it is in the in in this new this new life that we're in right now. The challenge has been for me to want to understand where I want to fit into the bigger scheme of things. You know, yes, I could code. Yes, I understand how to plug in a network cable. Uh, uh, but, you know, I think that's where, you know, that, 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 that was the start of the journey, as I mentioned earlier. But I always found it difficult to keep myself, um, I can put it, challenged by, by those things that weren't happening fast enough. 
And as I mentioned before, the, the challenge was now to actually evolve myself into um, something more important that the business will get benefit out of it, uh, both from the technology perspective and how the efficiency in the process is inside and, and so forth. So it was just a period, but maybe that's just me being, you know, impatient. But anyway, <laughs> it's worked to date. <laughs> what personal qualities do you possess that have enabled you to be successful working within the technology industry? Versatility change, right? Okay, um, I've definitely been an ardent follower of change. So, um, and hence, uh, uh, one of the, the, the big uh, drivers for me for that was the process re-engineering and the process engineering state. And I won't say process re-engineering or engineering to the point of where you, you're taking um, away something that's actually working, you know, as I say, don't fix what ain't broke, but trying to make that process more efficient, trying to make that process um, uh best in class or whatever the industry is saying about that process and, and, and what's going to do and how the how the, the technologies themselves are going to fit that and be versatile enough for change you know so you know um, uh, so that that that, that was uh, that that is very important that is very very important to me the versatility to change be don't be afraid of change and, yeah, and I think, you know, as I say, you know, the older and older you get, you know, the, the, the worse the worse becomes for you for, to change, you know, and um, that to me isn't, isn't the case. I want to change every day. I have the opportunity now to change every day, whether it be my personal life or within my professional life, right, and I'm going to take advantage of that. Thanks. Good answer. Thank you. Uh, now let's talk motivation. What motivates you and makes you want to get up in the morning? Change, man, change, life. Okay, so, um, okay, life, you know, um, uh, more importantly uh, is, is my family, right? That's what motivates me to get up in the morning, right? And I think, um, again, in, in, the, in, in the professional cycle, the old triangle of, of, of people being the foundation of the triangle, and then you've got a, a process, and then you've got a system, right? Um, it's becoming more and more prevalent that the people are becoming more important. Right, and, uh, and and they form the foundation. Yes, we can throw technology to this that actually going to alleviate any personal intervention in, in either a process or, you know, the technologies are becoming so self-sustaining that, you know, you need less and less people and you're looking for a caliber of person which is, you know, more self-motivated, self-managed rather than being managed. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to change that term managed in a moment. Um, but um, motivation is to keep them motivated to keep them upbeat, to keep them challenged all the time, like I challenge myself all the time, right? Because this is this is this is the new world, right? And 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 this evolution that we've just gone through, so from an 80s type, 90s type, coming into the millennium, 2000s, and and, and especially now, my God, okay, the great foxes and the and the millennials, and, and which are now past millennial, they're becoming great foxes themselves. But you've got to keep everybody motivated, right? So um, if you can't motivate yourself. Right, then you you're going to fail at motivating the people. The process is going to flounder, and the systems are going to become defunct. So that's it. Keep motivated. And thinking back to the start of your career, oh. is there anything you'd wish you'd known when you first started out? If I had to think back, you know, that has been the most challenging question to myself. You know, what 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 could have been done differently? Nothing. 
because the dynamic nature of, of the function of IT and having to keep abreast of, of the latest technologies and where they can provide comp uh, competitive advantage, not only to yourself as a person learning more about all, the, all these new technologies, especially now in the digitalization age, right? But how the uh, in professional life, how the businesses can actually operate more effectively, efficiently, um, uh, you know, you don't have to use that, those two um, uh, terms in the same sentence, but I've just done it because, you know, the, the digital technologies that are available to us and how we could apply these and, and, and what we get out of them, uh, you know, the outputs, uh, you know, around the process, around the systems and so on and so forth um, is important. So that's basically it. And what advice would you give to someone starting out their career in the technology industry? Too late. <laughs> <laughs> just keep, keep on going, right? Just, just, just find a niche, right? Uh, so and, and understand understand what the marketplace is doing, right? I mean, computer science is a is a very broad term. You know, whatever spins out of computer science is is, is absolutely a marvel. Now, whether you're actually talking about pure technical uh, uh, comms, you know, five G coming into our world. Um, you know, what I've seen, I've seen data, uh, um, you know, um, server rooms, you know, about the size of, 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 of uh, blocks of apartments coming down to the size of a, of, of a broom cupboard, you know, so, you, you know, you've you got to think about all of these things, right, and, and uh, to, to the architectural layers um, in terms of creating those versatile infrastructures and those flexible versatile structures for change. You know, and how we can use those platforms and stabilize those more importantly, and how we can use those platforms to create more, uh, a lot more flexible based, system based environments from which we can now start extrapolating Teradata for big data analytics. And okay, go back into the digital thing for robotic process automation. Um, using the Internet of Things as and when required, and, and, and so it goes on artificial intelligence, machine learning, and so on and so forth. So, yes, we've always had these mushrooms of, of, of data. Now create the Terra platform. Now, now create something which is actually people can draw from, they can get better predictive analytics, and, and so on and so forth. Right? So the dynamic of change again, and the thing keeps on spinning. All right? So look inside of computer science and say, let me go into 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 the avenue of data analytics, all right? And and what that means, if if you want to code data analytics, it's fine. If you want to code a bot, that's fine, that's great. But computer science in general, all right? So that that, that that's I'm just saying, it's now the time when we're going through and we're going to be at the start of a new evolution, in 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 in, in, in within the technology sector. So take advantage of it, man, and run. Yeah, some great advice there. Thank you very much. What are the key skills and personal qualities you look for when hiring staff? Okay, so um, again, this evolutionary process, right? So you know, if you go back to back to the you know the, the classical days of IT, yeah, you wanted somebody who understood COBOL, you wanted somebody who, who's a, who's a coder, you know. Um, uh, nowadays, we're finding you know. It, then you'd go for that person, irrespective of, of, of personality or anything else, right? So the evolution of that is that people's um, understanding of the technologies that are out there, whether it be infrastructure systems or uh, the, the process side of things, is becoming a lot broader, all right? So, you know, if you look at an end, the, the end user base, um, they're becoming more tech savvy, 
right? So whether it be on mobile or whether it be on, on um, you know, uh, at work, whatever. So you've got to apply that and make sure that you've got the right people around you for that. Not I'm saying that you've got to silo these people. You've got to keep on developing them laterally as well, right? So, yes, skill is one thing, okay? So if I'm looking for a, uh, a data scientist, right, who has the necessary SQLs, Java, XYZ to produce an output uh, or a dashboard for me, right? I'm looking for the skills I I in the CV. Sure, the person's got that. Great. It's only 35% of what I want. 65% of what is your percentage fit into the populace. So, you know, it, it, it is the person's personality and, and that sort of thing. So a large portion of the interview process is taken up by what that person is and who that person is. Rather, we know your skill set, but are you, are you fit? You know, because, you know, the, uh, the, the cultures of the business is going to define the type of person that you want in there, right? So, you know, are you outrageous? Are you out there? Are you, know, are you flamboyant enough? Or do you have the necessary people skills? Because people still being the foundation of this to be able to go and confront the business user and say, listen, by the way, you know, it's not about what you need or what you want. Just give me a pictorial view or this or having that interpersonal skill, which is stronger today as a characteristic of, of, of a hiring process than, than what actually the technical skill is. And sticking with recruitment, what do you think will be the key employment challenges faced by the next generation of employee? Um, okay, look, I, I, I think it's not an entitlement. Okay, I'm sorry to say this, right? It's not an entitlement. You know, I, I think everybody who's been in business, uh, created a business, um, you know, has worked, has worked very, very hard for this, right? And, you know, yes, you might have come out with honours in a university degree and you're in, you feel that you're entitled to this. I, th I think, and again, coming back to the person, you know, we'll know about that. And, and, and it's a large portion of our lives right now when we go in, into the hiring process, right, is, is that the first thing we look for is in their personality is if they feel it's an entitlement. And, you know, if you've got the creds, both from an interpersonal perspective and you get tech savvy, you're in. Okay, so, you know, it, 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 I just want to say that it is not an entitlement. Right. Just show your partners to make yourself as successful as a person, as well as while employed, that you make this the business successful. You know, so um, that's my end game on that one. <laughs> and back on the subject of you, Ken, yeah. what are your interests outside of work, and how do you relax? Oh, I can't relax. Um, I'm too competitive. <laughs> um, yeah, I find it difficult. <laughs> so my interests are uh, in in the yachting world, right? So I'm an avid uh, yacht racer, and um, and also in aviation. So I've got a, a you know a, a, a point for for aviation. Uh, and uh, to relax is actually going to sit in the boat and, and get the boat race worthy for the next race, right? That, that, that's how I relax. Or otherwise. You know, I have little projects at home and, and, and that sort of thing, which I'll, I'll, I'll get myself involved with, but I cannot sit still. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think everybody, everybody needs a pressure release valve, right? Like a pressure cooker, they need to release their pressure, right? And then, because, you know, it, it's, it's getting dynamics of, of, of today's everyday life is getting a lot more a lot of more um, complex and, and, and intense and that sort of thing. So I think everybody needs something. But yeah, I'll go and I'll go work on the boat or I'll go and work on the engine or I'll go and, you know, 
just get familiarised myself with something new that's coming out in yachting in terms of technology and that sort of thing. And the same thing goes for aviation. So that's my pressure release valve. There you go. And uh, we're on the last question. So uh, to finish today, it's hard to avoid the subject of COVID-19. But what do you think will be its impact on the global economy during the upcoming few years? Look, there's going to be a massive impact on that, right? I think we're really seeing it. Right? I don't think I need to elaborate on this thing any more than, than what people are actually experiencing in their own personal lives and what the businesses are experiencing at the moment. One thing that is for sure, the resurrection of the economies is going to be under a different dynamic. And, um, and that is that we are going to see changes in the business dynamic. I think the high speed type shopping is, is gone, right? Um, we're seeing a massive surge in e-commerce um, and, and, and that, sort of, that sort of thing. And also, you know, uh, what it's actually uh, perpetrated is uh, to accentuate the, the, the lead time to the next generation workplace. Okay, so is that office now become defunct? You know, is, is it, is it, do we still have to work in that? Um, you know, but again, it depends on the, on the business cultures and, and, the, and the personal cultures. But uh, I think it's accentuated a lot in terms of both the digital world. It's accentuated the next generation workplace. I mean, you, the, the manner in which uh, everybody has to be activated to work remotely and so on and so forth. So I'm going to see a lot more of that happening and a lot quicker pace. Now, how the economies adapt to this new way of, of doing things, right? It's, it's up to the business leaders, really, at the end of the day, right? And, and that's what it's all about. Today, it's not about management anymore. It's about leadership. And that's what COVID-19 has brought about. Don't be a manager, be a leader. Help people. That ends our chat for today, Ken. Thank you very much for your time. No, thank you very much for the opportunity. I hope I've... Uh, given some sort of insightful feedback to you and um, on the industry. And uh, yeah, look forward to the next one. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs>